Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode three of the Switch Mania Playcast. Woohoo! We made it. <laughs> We're doing it, guys. <laughs> We're legit. <laughs> How soon? Do JP and I realize that our choice of game every week is going to be very interesting? Uh-huh. <laughs> this might be a first of a of a new start, um, but as we mentioned before, like life gets in the way, distractors. I mean, everybody knows from last week that I had computer issues. Well, um, we are recording on my new computer. Um, nice. Much faster. Everything's faster. Like, I haven't upgraded in six or seven years and it was 10 years old when i bought it and like it's it's, mm-hmm. it's just like super super duper fast it's awesome it was time to upgrade oh absolutely and as those watching on youtube can see <laughs> our our game is the first horror game of the switch mania play guys mm-hmm. which, which is pretty cool um but of course as first and as always we start with feedback from last week's episode um I know we had a lot of positive um, feedback, and it was almost like a, a double episode because we posted episode two, and then we had the developer interview with Bonus Level Entertainment, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody seemed to enjoy uh, the episode. I do know that, you know, it's a little bit of housekeeping. Um, I mixed the audio on the podcast the itunes version and for some reason the the lower amount of the music at the beginning didn't take and so it was like super loud for the first like eight <laughs> minutes of the podcast because that's how long that that music was, I was like, <laughs> like, we ah. want to make sure they were awake listening to us <laughs> that's really what it was to make things even better because i edited it on my old computer like i couldn't like easily go back after re-edit like everything so i'm like eh, we'll be okay <laughs> So so welcome to the um to the to the reality of the real. <laughs> well, I always own up to it though. Yeah, it was it was a craziness. Um there'll be some horror sounds from from this week's uh game that I might just save to the end or something just to keep a little music off the beginning. Um, it does have a creepy soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Um so and JP and I also talked about oh cuz we had a little bit of feedback too from the contest. Um, we only had like a day or two for people to submit for the uh, the Switch Mania jingle. Um, <laughs> I think we're talking about maybe giving away a game instead of a a um, coupon. That way, it'll be you know a little bit different. Um, we'll probably <laughs> just start giving away the coupons to to listeners as they post feedback. Maybe we'll have like a top listener uh, feedback of the week or something, and we'll we'll give them like something that we have. <laughs> That would be cool. Um, but yeah, so the the jingle is still ongoing. We figure we will extend <laughs> it for at least a month. Um, and I would say we will announce the item, the giveaway item, probably on a future episode. Or maybe JP will just post on Twitter, as he always does. <laughs> I can do that. I have a game I'm looking at that I have an extra of that I think would be a very cool giveaway because it's in a, a collector edition and it's exclusive to the UK. So... You know what? Maybe if we get that jingle going and we get enough people, I think that would be a really cool giveaway. So yeah, so people start sending, uh, you know, your examples, and we have a free game to give away, which will be super mm-hmm. fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really cool <laughs> idea that we had, and um, 
I mean, one It'll of the up. criteria, too, is like for the future is, you know, five star ratings on iTunes will help us be found. And that's what I found yes. out is that the more people that rate us on YouTube, on iTunes, just, you know, be aware that we're not going to play crazy more loud music. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so unless you like it, then it's an hour of just loud music, loud music where you can't hear us talk. You just hear the music. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're now an audio musical cast. <laughs> so, um. Let's go ahead and go over what we've gotten in for the week. Um, I think, again, I'm going to start because I got literally one game in. <laughs> Whereas JP's gotten like a dozen. So uh, <laughs> so I haven't went to the store and bought anything this week. However, I did get in the collector's edition of Luminous from Limit Run Games. Nice. Yeah, so I got the big vinyl. And what I like about this is like I take apart all of my collector's editions and everything and i put the switch case with all my switch cases for the dis- for, for my collection um i haven't displayed those yet because i got too many and then mm-hmm. um and then i put all the rest of the and i put the cartridge separately because um i'm using the for the top 80 i have those that are on amazon those video game cases where they have the slots cut out in the foam i use that from UniKeep, right yeah and yep, I use that for right. my top 80 games. And then everything else goes in my Nintendo Switch treasure box, which is I custom created, and that's going to be part of the Switch Collector Kickstarter campaign that we're going to run in the late mm-hmm. summer, early fall. Um, and we're going to have that as part of it. And I literally use that like for all the extras. So that's where my cartridges go. And so what's cool about this collector's edition and i got you know just the simple one with the card and i got the the vinyl but the vinyl Mm -hmm. box is so well put together it's like really thick cardboard and it's super cool of course they did the classic where i think they're doing this or they've done this multi-platform because they have like the switch slip case that goes over the vinyl Mm -hmm. box Mm -hmm. which i was like oh i was like i just wanted you know the nice hard box for to say switch on it but Mm -hmm. that's okay but it, I mean, it's just super cool to, to get a vinyl. Um, the music is more like techno-ish, so probably not something I'm going to be spinning in my uh, in my vinyl record player too often. But still cool nonetheless. I'm not sure if you got yours in yet. No, I got the regular edition, and I was helping out a friend, so the regular edition shipped. But what I did is I actually had pre-ordered the um, the ultimate one and the collector ah. one together. So I think mine will just ship when the ultimate one is available. Cool. So have to wait just a little bit longer. And then we'll go over the differences on what extra bonuses are in the ultimate as you can compare the quality. Because obviously, you know, we're going to post, especially on, you know, JP's Switch Mania, you're going to post like what's in it. But it's talking about the quality of the items and like actually hands on feel of all the stuff that we get in, which is cool. And on the inside of the the case of Luminous, it's um you do have some artwork on the inside of the case, which is cool. There's a manual. So I mean mm-hmm. the the uh you got your classic limited run games quality with it, which is cool. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy with it. Um not um I'm not super good at Luminous, unfortunately, <laughs> but um I just gotta play it more. I do like that there's a puzzle mode in it though, so mm-hmm. you have to set certain shapes with the puzzles and I mean it looks beautiful. So <laughs> it's a very addicting game. You start and then you don't realize how much time is passing as you keep trying to improve. Yeah, exactly. And I would and say I'm too. probably gonna stay away from like normal like 
endurance mode or the main mode, the story mode. Probably stay away from mm-hmm. that. Um, I'll probably go more toward the puzzles and have fun that way with it. But yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> nice, super cool. So, what did you get in out of your dozen <laughs> or so? <laughs> yeah. So we'll start from since we last spoke. So oh you know, we recorded last Thursday, and then Friday we had shipments. So I got in uh, a game that I've been waiting for for a while. So if you like fighting games, I got the Guilty Gear 20th Anniversary Pack. Nice. And it's so so what it is? It's it's Guilty Gear, the original one, and it's also the Accent Core Plus R game. So it's two games in one. Um, but what's really nice about this is that. Well, not nice. It was a UK exclusive, so in the US it was digital. But in the UK, the first printings come in a special box with an art book of unused uh, artwork and concept art. And it's a really nice book. I did a very quick, like, two-minute unboxing on, on Twitter. But I really like the the or the the pictures and the, the work that was inside of it. It's very cool to kind of see those behind the scenes. But the other thing is that aside from just getting the collector edition one, um, P-Cube, the publisher, partnered with a UK retailer uh, called Rice Digital to produce these limited pouches. Mm-hmm. So it's um, we can post pictures of it, but it's a red switch carrying pouch, and it's a really cool design. It's like mm-hmm. fall faux leather. Um, but they only had, I think, about 500 of those available in the UK. So it was exclusive there and then also in Japan. So I bought that kind of bundle the one thing I'm a little sad about is that the box that the case came in um, doesn't really fit the game case itself. So what they did is they shrink wrapped the game on the outside of it. And I was, oh, was a little upset the, was about that. Was that the white box that I saw posted on the internet? Yep. Like, okay. And then they had just a sticker of Guilty Gear on top of the box, or on top of the plastic, actually. So if you want to keep it, you kind of have to cut it out. But what's interesting is I had a friend... Um, who bought the Japanese version, and he bought one with like a crystal or whatever, but the white box actually had printed artwork on it. Weird. So I don't know why they couldn't really keep to that, because I think it would have been nice to house everything together, but yeah, it's just a plain white box, but either way, it's it's a nice case. I like it. I wonder if um, that's it, like a production thing where the first so many boxes that they got had it printed on it, and then they just didn't have it on the rest as they had the extra editions. Yeah. I'm not sure because I think the one in Japan actually houses the game and it houses the crystal and the other items. So it may have just been a different one completely. Weird. But either way, they I, I don't like those because when you display it, it's just, no, it's just a white box on the shelf. Nothing yeah, special. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. And, I mean, that's a really fun fighting series. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, I mean it's, it's just been over... around for so long. And... Yeah, and, I mean, it's just, you know, the art style, the anime style of the yes. game. It's cool. Like... I haven't really gotten into it to the point where it's like I've gotten like mastery over any of the mechanics, but I just been I played it and it reminded me a lot of Neo Geo fighting games, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that so that was the first of twelve games, and then the next ones will go kind of quick. But um, in the U.S., Steven Universe slash OKKO uh, two games in one came out. Oh yeah. So I picked that up, and it's actually. Really good games. It's fun. Uh, if you watch the series, then you'll enjoy it even more. Um, my first, or the first release of Red Arts games came in, so Old Man's Journey arrived. So they're proven also, now to actually release. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they proven with their PS4 and I believe PS Vita, but in terms of Switch, the first one shipped, and I think nearly everybody who pre-ordered it already got it, or has gotten it by now. Excellent. Yeah, so their next two, which is Stay and uh, Gakaido are still up for pre-order. But yeah, if 
if anyone was hesitant, I would say you don't need to be. They've mm-hmm. proven themselves to be a really good company online. They interact with the community, and they have a proven track record of shipping out. So, And what's nice is, you know, with uh, Old Man's Journey, it was just a regular release, you know, the case, the game. But their future ones are starting to include stickers. It's starting to include mini art books. So they're definitely going the more collector route at a reasonable price level. So it's very interesting to see what they're going to be coming up with with their future titles. Nice. Yeah, and then another next game I got was a German exclusive. Uh, it's summer sports games, so it's a collection of of like simple sports games, and it's like mm. kitty. Not I want to say kitty <laughs> graphics, but it's you probably want to call it shovelware. It's it's, uh, that, it's that classic Wii. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. The first of many of these compilation games of sports games coming out, but uh, if you're looking to get it. Amazon Germany has it, and last I checked, they are shipping to the U.S. And it's a reasonable price. I think it's under under thirty bucks, so it's nothing bad if you want to add to the collection. Basically, completionists. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep. So then the next games, and so these are the, now the games that came out on Monday and Tuesday. So I got Atelier Lulua, the Scion of Arland, the mm-hmm. uh, the Nippon Ichi Store exclusive. So, uh, so, so with like, that whole ridiculous. series, they all start with Atelier, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think I have or had, I think I still have them, like three or four of them for the PS3, and I just yep. never played them because I don't have time. And they're all, are they all traditional RPGs, right? Like, is that right? Or? That's a good question. That's yeah. more than I've played. Um, I think let me grab that the they're box. all so, traditional JRPGs, and... I know that they have the you know the anime style art. I know the stories are supposed to be amazing. It's just like I really haven't been able to sink my teeth because I like collected tons and tons of RPGs on the the PS3 and mm-hmm. on a bunch of other systems, and I just haven't had the time because you know I was a huge RPG fan back in the PS1 mm-hmm. era and going into the PS2, but just ran out of time. And so, like, I really... Yeah, no, these I, games I require dedication. Yeah, and, I mean, the thing is, they're, I've heard that they're great. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of good things from people who have played the series and keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's alchemy involved, there's it, definitely the RPG factors, and I believe they're, you know, re- not really likable characters, and it says here, fan-favorite characters rejoin the fun, an enjoyable story, and easy-to-learn mechanics welcome new and returning fans alike. So that's always a good sign that for someone who hasn't been keeping up, hopefully can still enjoy the series and jump into it. Then that other series that I got on the PS3, which I haven't, and Xbox 360, and I never really sunk my teeth into, was the Neptunia series, which was like, I think the main character was like, based off of Sega or something, and like they're going versus like Nintendo and, and Sony. And well, so, you know that's coming for the Switch, well, right? Was, the Super that, Nintendo. Yeah, what I was yeah. saying. Like now, that's coming out. What's it? Super Hyper Super Nin- Neptunia RPG. Super Neptunia Hyper. Yeah, RPG. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I mean, the thing is, though, with all the classic video game references, I think it's it's really cool too. But still, again, it's the time too. So it depends on the price point on on that one. But yeah, I had to stop getting all those too because I think there's a ton of those as well. Yeah, and actually, you know, you you mentioned... Well, actually, nope, I'll save that for later. Okay, so let's go to the <laughs> next one. <laughs> Before we dig down so that now this is So this is everything that came out on Tuesday. So I went to my Best Buy. I picked these all up. So the first is the TT Isle of Man, or 
yeah, TT Isle, Isle of Man, Man on the Edge. I believe that's what it's called. Now I'm hmm. wondering why they have man twice, so I think I said that wrong. TT Man uh, of All Men, Men's the Man. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was wrong. It is TT Isle of Man, Ride on the Edge, not Man on the Edge. So that's a man on the that man. Was wrong. Man on the Edge. <laughs> but you know what? So I, I can actually say I opened this one up because for some reason, motorcycle games on the Switch have been kind of missed lately, uh, really since they've been releasing. So every time a new one comes out, I'm always hoping that it's going to be just like that really fun one. And I have to say, I'm actually pleasantly surprised by this title. Um, I played, I would say, probably like. 30 minutes to an hour i tried a few tracks but the controls are really good you know it's more of a simulation than arcade racer so you really have to know the mechanics of of your bike and make sure you're not you know turning too hard or braking the wrong way or leaning forward or back too much but the graphics were nice and i mean i was going like 248 kilometers per hour i mean it was fast and it felt fast too on the on the close track circuit but i would recommend this i mean i think this is one of like those titles that People may have been like, oh, you know, it's another motorcycle game. The other ones haven't been that good. But I, I would recommend checking this one out. It's actually a lot of fun. So it feels like an so, arcade-style racer from the 80s and 90s. No, no. No, not at all. This is more definitely more simulation. I'll say because you're so, going like, like 240 miles an hour. I wouldn't be doing that on a real motorcycle. <laughs> well, well, on TT Isle of Man, they do. Man of Man. <laughs> man of Man. <laughs> so, that, so that one I would recommend. Um, so then the next game I got... So the next two games were actually, everybody thought they were UK exclusives when they came out last year, and then it got a surprise announcement that it was coming out in the US, but the first is Broken Sword 5 yeah. and This War of Mine. So those two came out officially in the US, so they have the exact same content that they had in the UK, so there's no difference there. Um, then a popular one that came out was Team Sonic Racing. Everyone's yeah. been waiting for that one. Um, I did read that they removed the intro movie to save on space on the cartridge. Weird. But other than that, it sounds like everything else is included that was on the other consoles. I'm going to have to um, read some reviews on that one. That might be a, a pickup because I never did get Sonic Racing Transformed on the Wii U, um, mm -hmm. which I heard was an excellent game, like a, one of those must-owns for the Wii U. So I'll probably get that aftermarket soon or you know whenever I find yeah. it cheaply. But... Um, I think getting it on the getting the newer version on the Switch might be a, a must own, especially since my daughter and I still every once in a while play um, Mario Kart Eight. So, mm -hmm. and the reviews that I've seen so far, like the official scores, have been fairly high. So it does sound like it's a solid a solid game. That's cool. and yeah, uh, the next one is Assassin's Creed Three Remastered. Mm -hmm. So finally, that came out on the Switch. Got that one. And that's going to be one of the better uh, Assassin's Creed games because I know the first yes. two were kind of hit or miss. Um, I've definitely played the first one on Xbox 360 uh, back mm -hmm. in the day. Um, I never really played three, and I don't think I got it for the because that was also released on the Wii U. I want to say yes, yes, that it was. was. So I mean, it's a probably easy port for them. Um, I probably will play pay the switch tax just to play because those games are fun you just drop in on people and kill them and then hide and <laughs> super cool you know i it's games like these where you know you hope the third one does well and then they start releasing the other ones but looking on the shelf i'm like oh i don't have one and two it starts with three <laughs> like saints row almost and yeah you always hope like maybe maybe they'll do a compilation and they'll bring in the old ones i doubt it because well, there's just so many did with the compilation out. right they did the Which Enzo one? trilogy for Assassin's Creed on, yes. on the, and that starts with three. 
Ah, okay. Or, or I could be wrong. Listeners will let us know. But I mean, I thought it was like three, four, and five, or it was something weird like that. Or it was two, three, and four. You know, I mean, it was something like they didn't mm-hmm. include number one somehow. <laughs> and they just want to forget about it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they just want to go with fan favorites, maybe, or it, that's part of a trilogy. Or yeah, it was super interesting. But yeah, I remember it was like odd though when I saw that. And mm-hmm. so then the next game I got. It's a love-hate relationship going on right now with Capcom, but it's the Resident Evil Origins collection. And I say that because Zero is on the cartridge, and once again, they did a half-physical, half-digital, and the first game is a digital code in the box. And it's just a shame because, you know, you you get a collection like this, you just want to have it on the cart. I mean, you just want the complete thing right in the box. I mean, yeah, the code is going to expire and I don't even know how many years, and you have a long time to redeem it. But still, it's just it's nice to have everything together. Um, and then what well, plus, things even more I would, is that... I would rather have Resident Evil 1 on the cartridge and 0 yes. not on the cartridge, because Resident Evil yeah. 1 is the classic. That's the one I'm exactly. going to want to play 20 years down the line, not necessarily... Like, Zero's cool, but Resident right. Evil is the classic. And I don't think it's... Is it the newest version of it, or... Yes. Yeah, this is this should match the version that came out on the PS4 oh, a while back, because it has it it should have all the current modes. I mean, it has options for original and modernized controls. Play as Albert Wesker and RE Zero's new Wesker mode. Um, so it has it has remastered 1080p visuals. Yeah, that's what I'm. But still, and then what then what's things even more is Resident Evil 4 came out digitally only everywhere. I mean. Yeah. Four was one that there's no reason that you could not have gotten that on by itself as a physical, and then to charge full mm-hmm. price on as digital, it's just you know that's weird. That's a I feel Wii. like that's, that's just an original Wii game that was excellent. Yeah, I mean, well, Resident Evil Four started off as GameCube, right? It was GameCube exclusive. Then it came to PS2. Then it came to eventually well, the Wii. The reason why it I got the like Wii a, though is because it had the um the aiming was really cool. Yes. With that one, with the with the gimmick of the Wii, and but I think they I think they took out the the gyro motions in in the Switch version. Did I they? could be wrong, but I thought I read that. I, I bet the, I I recall something you that was weird included. Like no, I I recall it like not having it for some reason. It's so weird. Like I don't know why they do that kind of stuff. They might as well just leave it in. Like put in the option yeah. It's that yeah. Resident Evil Four for Switch does not have motion controls. Yep. Yeah, I thought wow. I read that too, and it's like it's just weird to me. It's like you got the gyro uh-huh. in the switch in the control. switch itself, exactly. Jeez. And then, so then the very last game I got actually doesn't come out till next week, but I got a review copy, so it counts. I got it. Oh. I got little little friends, dogs and cats. Oh boy! Hey, this is this looks. You know, it's the first foray into Nintendo dogs for the Switch and Nintendo cats. So. It looks good. I don't know what we're going to score it yet because we're in the process of reviewing it, but it looks fun. You, I think you can pick six dogs and three cats, and you play with them, train them. They look cute. So hopefully it's all honesty, at the fun game for the you, kids. In all honesty, if they sent me a copy of that or <laughs> you all sent me a review copy, I'll give it to my daughter. She'd probably play it. Like, uh-huh. th- th- I mean, I'm not the market for that. Like, that's it's for the kids. <laughs> and I think my, my daughter would love that game, though. So I think not, it's funny. I, I posted that. I posted that the game was coming out like as a reminder, and I was like, "Oh, don't forget, you know, uh, little friends, dogs, and cat comes out." And like the feedback I got, some of the comments was like, 
I'll just take my real dog out. I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> don't need to be upset about it. It's just a game. I mean, it's just another, as you said, in the Nintendogs, but more so in all those My Pets, We Shovelware yes. games. <laughs> Again. Like, I, I hope it's it's more than Shovelware. I, I think I it so looks too, but. Yeah. We'll find out, I guess. I mean, and if it's decent, like I said, my daughter might might dig it, but I probably won't pay anywhere near retail for it. I'll wait till it's on the mm-hmm. dollar bin, because <laughs> like, literally, it's crazy, though. You know that, I mean, we talked about it last week, they're coming, like, shovelware's coming. Oh, I know. Like, winter's coming, they're shovelware's coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. The influx, yeah. And those are all my releases so far, even, but... It stinks that we're recording tonight because there's something, there's cool stuff coming in still this week, but we're going to have to wait till next week to talk about it. Oh, yeah, it'll be super fun and yeah, I'm excited. salvate over it. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we could record on Fridays, we, we would, but we got sure. we all got stuff going on. It's true. Exactly. All right, so um, let's go over to the uh, what's new that's come out in the last week. Yeah. Available to buy and pre-order. Yeah, so there's actually been a few things that got announced this week. Um, yep. That's big. So for those of you who may have missed the announcement, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution uh, officially opened pre-orders in the U.S. and I believe in the U.K. too. But what's really cool is we are getting a physical in the U.S. and it's going to come with three free Yu-Gi-Oh! cards in the pack. I don't know if that's going to be a first printing bonus or just something that's going to be there for a while, but that is coming out August 20th, and it's available to pre-order on Amazon right now. we got to assume that then, that's going to be a card game. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's a, re, it's a not, I don't want to say remaster, but the Legacy of the Duelist came out previously on past consoles, and this one I think is going to have like over 9,000 cards. It's going to go through the entire Yu-Gi-Oh! story from the very first series to the current one. It's going to have all the characters that people have been following if you follow Yu-Gi-Oh! So it it sounds like it's going to be a really fun game, but yeah, it's deck Super building. It's, it's it's all card based, and you know, I I played Yu-Gi-Oh way back when it first started, like in that first round of it. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's definitely a time intensive game, but yeah, it I looks wanna, fun. I want to say I was in college when it first came out, and my roommate and I all got Series One, and then we never <laughs> really got into it beyond that, and then. Mm-hmm. Much later, I gave them all my cards to my nephew, who was super into them. So, like, many mm-hmm. years later. So, it was still going on, which is crazy. And now they're still making game on it. <laughs> they are. And we had the Super Dragon Ball Heroes card game come out recently. So, yep. now we're getting a whole new genre of games for the Switch. Card-based. I mean, nothing wrong. So, then, so then we had some limited announcements that mm-hmm. popped up this week. And they're going to be available for pre-order this week. The first is Dragon's Lair Trilogy. Officially yep. got announced from Limited Run Games. So that's going to open up pre-orders on Friday, and the regular edition will be their standard open pre-order, but their collector edition will have will be only two thousand copies, and so, so it's Dragon's Lair. Yeah, yeah, I got interesting, go an interesting uh, comment stream on that this morning, which was really super cool to to hear about. So I don't know if um you were following some of this stuff, but like we were going over this, and basically. One guy posted, he's like, this version is way overpriced. I have all the arcade versions running on an 80s arcade cab with the Daphne emulator. So, like, I just thought it was hilarious. He's like, yeah, I just, it's way overpriced in emulation. So, you know what I wrote? (laughs) 
<laughs> I wrote to him, I was like, um, you know, with that in mind, wouldn't almost all video games be overpriced since you can run all the way up to the Wii U in an emulator now? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so in that, in that case, and he goes, he goes, I think modern games are fair because the cost to make them. Um, so we, mm-hmm. so it assumes that it doesn't cost anything to port a, a game in HD. Um, <laughs> When we are talking about games that are 36 years old, I'd say $5 for a single title is fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we basically would say $15 because there's three games there. That's his logic is that it's talking about full price. And so I just put down, you know, I, I would assume that there was a lot of time and effort putting in to port a game to a modern console, making sure that there's no lag, upscaling, upscaling it to HDMI or even 4K, uh, plus with limited run games, the production of the physical items isn't free, especially in smaller batches. Um, yeah. I said, for me, I support games I enjoy, but I definitely do not pay $60 for every title. I feel mm-hmm. like $40 for an upgraded modern physical is a reasonable ask, because that's literally what you know what it is. Um, now, of course, you know, Dragon's Lair was ported onto other systems, so you know, it was like yes. a universal port, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, typically limited run games around forty bucks, and and for this isn't even forty. This is so the digital goes for twenty dollars. I just looked it up. The trilogy goes for twenty. Limited runs, it's thirty five. And if you think about it, the lowest price you really ever see a Switch game is thirty twenty nine ninety nine in stores. Thirty four ninety nine is not a bad price for a trilogy. For this trilogy, physically, plus they always include right like a little manual as well, so you get a little bit something extra. You get the cover art, and it says it includes a cover with interior art and a full color booklet. And then the and limited edition looks like a laser disc, so yes. that's cool because you know it was one of the first laser disc based arcade games. So to show off all the amazing Don Bluth uh, animation and Philo Barnhart, who did one of my covers artwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did my NES Oddities book artwork? That's right. Shout out to Philo Barnhart, awesome dude. <laughs> and this one, the limited, so it's going to go for seventy nine ninety nine, two thousand copies. It comes with the game, the laserdisc style box, integrated sound chip on the box, eighteen inch by twenty four inch poster, three lithograph fine art prints, Dirk the Daring enamel pin, and arcade cabinet paper crafts. If only they could have just done a Laserdisc version of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Never gonna happen. But (laughs) but it's super cool, though. Um, I I may or may not support this one on the full. I'll I'll probably just get the small one. Mm -hmm. Just because, I mean... The only thing is, though, is that I do have this on... um, I do have this on DVD. <laughs> like you can play oh, it. Oh wow! Like, a P- like I have a DVD yep. version. <laughs> I mean, I also have the Daphne emulator. Like, of course, but <laughs> I would like to play it on the Switch. But I mean, I don't know if I'll get a lot of playtime of it though. It's mm-hmm. the only thing. Well, maybe we'll make this one of our play play ones. Yeah, I mean, nothing I would. I you know I've I think I played it once for ten minutes ever. So I'd be interested in, in playing this one and seeing how far. I can get in what it's all about. Yeah, and there's three games in it, so I mean, right. it's it's super, and they're not they're arcade style games. They're not super long, so right. It's, I mean, that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, that could be a future play in the, as well. Yeah, and that's not the only limited title that got announced. The next mm-hmm. one is, I think it got announced today. Actually, ninety nine Vitas 
is yeah. coming from strictly limited games. And this one, so this one, the numbers are important. So there's only going to be 2,200 copies of the regular edition. And what may, what I think may be their lowest print run for collectors, 800 only for the collector's Jeez. edition. I mean, that's not a lot. And 99 Vitas, you know, we reviewed it for our site. We gave it, I think, 8 or 9 out of 10. I mean, it was a lot of fun. The reviewer enjoyed it. It plays a it pays a lot of homage to the old beat em up kind of games. So I definitely think this is going to be a popular one that will go fast. But that one, pre-orders open up Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's their first batch. Yeah. And then the second batch will be Sunday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. I would say, you know, as as hard as it is to get uh, Strictly Limited on the phone, they do <laughs> they do amazing, <laughs> amazing you know yeah. limited edition runs so oh I, yeah i definitely want to support it uh and at least get the game i may i may or may not get the the collector's edition because you know it may sell out fast but mm-hmm. definitely gonna gonna get the uh normal edition well i mean right now they've only released fox and force but they did allude online that their future releases are gonna be should be in the similar similar style uh, boxes, so they should look nice and uniform on the shelf, very colorful. And you They're know, still Fox and Force probably release Enter the Gungeon too, right? Like that's no, that's that's special reserves. Oh, that's special reserves. Yeah. Oh, so strictly limited. What else did they release on other systems? Oh well, they for for Switch they did the Velocity Two X. Mm-hmm. They did Ultra Core. They're doing Ninety uh, Nine Vitas. That's right. And okay. they're doing the. Oh my gosh, the Gradius? Was it Gradius? I got my I streams crossed for sure. It was R-Type. Um, R-Type, yes, yeah, I, sh- I got my streams crossed. Yes. There's too many limited companies. <laughs> that's <laughs> not a, that's a good problem to have. That's a it good is. problem to have. <laughs> so that that is in terms of uh, new releases. Um, but actually, P-Cube announced that... Oh my gosh, I'm going to pronounce the... The name wrong. Give me one second. It's Mario. No, <laughs> no, it's not Mario. Eternal Blade Two is getting a physical release through P Cube. They announced it today, and as of right now, they said it's going to be UK physical only. So be on the lookout for that one. But that one looks like a fun uh, action puzzle platformer. So yeah, yeah, that that one got announced. But so that was the new, I would say the new big announcements for games. But I will say one thing that came up tonight, and I'll be honest, it came up because I had emailed Square Enix's PR company to ask them this question, and they, and they responded back to me. And now the other sites are picking up on this. But the upcoming game Onanaki, yeah, will not have a physical in the West. It's going to be digital only. But in Japan, it's getting a physical, and. Everyone's thinking that, like with Lost Sphere, with I Am Setsuna, they supported English with the imports. So we're hoping that Onanaki will also support English for people who want to have it physically. Let's hope. I mean, they've. Yeah, I hope so. So far, it comes they out haven't in, disappointed. No, and pre-orders are open. I actually just pre-ordered mine on Amazon Japan tonight, and they have a free pre-order bonus of like five art cards through Amazon only. So we're gonna, we're gonna. I think before it comes out. The Nintendo eShop on the Japan site will be updated with the language option, so everybody will know before it actually ships. But we're really hoping that it's going to be, it's going to come with English. Because what's interesting is Lost Sphere got a U.S. exclusive release through the Square Enix store when it came out, and in Japan, their release originally didn't support English until they did a patch later on. Yep. 
but we're hoping that this will be like a day one inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the very last thing is, I think it got announced last week, but we didn't really mention it, but I'll remind people every week, E3 is coming up and Nintendo's yes, presentation will be on June 11th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So set your calendars, set your timers, don't miss it. Did, did I'm you very like much that uh, sheet it. that I sent you online? Yes. <laughs> I sent him a sheet <laughs> that was posted on the Arizona, Arizona Collectors Group and literally like looked legit. It was like Animal Crossing, then like it goes like crazy into stuff like Fortnite, <laughs> but spelt wrong and like coming out in 2087. Like, <laughs> like it was awesome. It looked just like original press release and they went crazy with it. Wait, that wasn't real? Yeah, it was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of that stuff actually might be announced on there, but they just went crazy <laughs> with it. It was awesome. Like, the fake fake news is going to be oh, rampant. Yeah. And we got to decide whether we want to do just a straight E3 episode or still do the playcast yes. and do it. No, you know what? I'll be honest. You know, I've listened to other podcasts. I've been on them when they have a Nintendo Direct and they do a special episode. If anything, we should do, even like if it's a, a short, shorter episode, we definitely need to talk about just the direct because there's going to be so much that gets revealed or updated yeah. of existing games that I don't want to just spend five minutes on it because there's going to be so much excitement after the presentation that mm-hmm. it deserves its its own time. Exactly. So that's yeah. it. so my recommendation is we do an E3 special. Let us know too, everybody listening. Yeah, exactly. You want to do an E3 special? I mean, I think it sounds like a good idea to me. I mean, yeah, they'll be playing to talk about. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So. That covers that part. Um, so because I got a new computer, uh, I spent a lot of time <laughs> installing everything on the new computer. Didn't really do a whole lot on the Switchbook because also I got my complete SNES Pocket Editions in. So I got a thousand <laughs> books in the mail. And because of that, I had to finish um, assembling all of the Super Nintendo Collector's Edition games that I'm publishing. I got all 90 of those because I'm only doing 30 of each game. I got all oh, 90 wow. of those assembled. Um, and I, I actually hand-assembled all the boxes and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also had two paintings, pixel paintings on canvas that were commissioned for this that Kickstarter as well. So I painted a Link from Legend of Zelda holding up the Triforce. And mm-hmm. I also have Mario on Yoshi. And I do my own way, my own style. The way I do the brush stroke is consistent with every single pixel. Uh, some mm-hmm. crazy stuff where I'm completely OCD with it. And I'm thinking of doing a few of the more 8-bit, 16-bit looking ones for the, for the Switch. Some character-based nice. pixel yep. ones. Maybe include them as like a top tier for the uh, the Switch collector book. So I'm thinking that might mm-hmm. be cool. Like Fox and Force, like the main characters. Stuff like that. Or that would look nice. Bloodstained, like the the eight bit version, or but it has to be from 2017. <laughs> that's the only thing. So yeah, yeah, so that's that, that's true. But you know, there's enough characters to go around in 2017. Yeah, there's some plenty. There's Shovel Knight. So I mean, oh, yeah. I, I can do some cool stuff with that. But yeah, it's all getting the time to do them. But I I think it. I mean, they turned out amazing. They look mm-hmm. cool. So I I definitely I'm only doing the very tiny amounts i'm not doing like some of those guys that you see at conventions where they have tons and tons of them like no i'm doing like a couple a year mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, i mean i'm doing all this other stuff too but um 
Yeah, I think that'll be cool. I didn't do a whole lot of writing for the Switchbook or, or editing. I did um, some consistency because I had to... So besides for getting InDesign back on my new computer, I had to download like tons and tons of the different fonts that I use for the books too. And so like it's opening the Switchbook, finding every font, getting everyone to work compatible. Like it was, it was hours of, of time. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, yeah. It was, it was great. And then... <laughs> Yeah, and of course the the Walter Day book's still live on Kickstarter right now, and it's like definitely over two hundred percent funded, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. That wasn't going to take long to get funded. It's a great looking book, and yeah, for a, a very well deserved guy. Yeah, it was like twelve twelve hours funded, and now it's like two hundred over two hundred percent. And um, I I mean you know it's not on my Kickstarter. It's on um my co-writer uh he's done like kind of collaborated and got all the interview pieces for the book um todd freeman mm-hmm. it's on his kickstarter and you know, I, I pushed it and published it i said i'm not gonna have time to because i gotta focus on getting the books out that are already funded and then mm-hmm. get ready for the switch book like that's my focus so like i was like i i have it done the book's already ready to go but right yeah it's like I was like, we'll put it down yours. <laughs> so that was crazy. But that's what I got with the Switch book. Not a ton. Um, I do have a newsworthy thing. Um, it was something yeah. that I, I watched a, a video, and it's a good topic. Um, so basically, um, Arlo, one of the, the guy who does, you know, the Sesame Street-style Muppet who talks about Switch stuff and passionate about Nintendo... He said mm-hmm. that he is disappointed with the releases on the Switch right now. But then really? proceeded, and I'm talking about this year, for 2019, he's disappointed. And um, I'm going over it, and he's, he's going over all the stuff that's been released and everything, and he's only talking first-party Nintendo. Didn't talk about anything third-party, anything that anybody else but Nintendo has released. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that's a huge oversight to say, well, I'm disappointed with the releases because they haven't had any of the Breath of the Wild and the Mario Odysseys. But but even first-party Nintendo, we got the the VR Labo and we got Yoshi. Um, Yeah, we got... Yeah, that was a big one. But, like, next month, before the end of the first half of the year, we're getting Mario Maker 2. I mean... It's, it's going to be fine, even for first party. It's not like system sellers. Mario Maker 2 will be. But um, it's not like the crazy system sellers. But then, if you go over to the all the games that have been released on the limited side, even, like, oh, yeah. it's insane. And, like, I guess he considers that niche. I mean, what do you think about all that? Do you think it's been a disappointing year so far? Uh, no, I mean... You know, the first party games are always going to be, I would say, a, a, for the most part, a league of their own. You know, you have those those system seller games. But no, I mean, if Nintendo didn't release one game this year, this system has so many to choose from. And the fact that we're now getting into the busy season. I mean, you saw, mm-hmm. what, seven releases this week. There's about, I think, even more next week when you count them all up through retail and limited. I mean, there's, there's every kind of genre that you want at this point on the system that... Yeah, maybe if a Mario, Mario, yeah, or yes, <laughs> yes. I caught myself too late. I'm getting better though. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I mean, if you're only gonna look at the first part, yeah, it's weak. They haven't been that many, but it's the back half of the year where you're gonna be seeing all these titles. And I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully they're coming out this year, right? You have 
Pokemon. You have Link's Awakening. Hopefully, Animal Crossing. Yeah. I mean, you have so many big, big titles. Fire Emblems coming out over the summer, which which will be a very big one for a lot of people. Yeah. But there's, I mean, I looked at the pile that I got this week. There's so many great games to play that, and I wouldn't call the system. I wouldn't call the library of games weak at, at all. No, and I mean, I kind of see where if you avoid the games that are cross-available, I mean, because yes. a lot of the games digitally are mm-hmm. available on the PS4 or Steam or mm-hmm. Xbox. However, I mean, we've mentioned it, and we'll mention it every episode, the portability factors is where, like, I'm going to get the Switch version even with the Switch tax. If it's 10 bucks yep. more, 20 bucks more, just because I get to play it portably. And also, you know, it's now it's like a dedicated collection for one system too. So it's a committal thing too. Now I'm already, you know, set on that and I personally enjoy it on that system. So it's, I got no problem with that. And, you know, I mean, not me neither. It's just so weird that, you know, I, I watched that and I'm like, and, and, and he had, you know, very justified points on every mm-hmm. single aspect of what he didn't enjoy uh, about the, you know, how it didn't quite connect with him for the beginning of the year. But then he was just solely focused. And I, I think the top pinned comment did say, I do realize that I'm only talking about first party because a lot of people yeah. mentioned <laughs> it. And I was like, I just wrote in there. And, they, and I had some, res- I had a lot of responses in his comments because all his fans are super passionate and knowledgeable, just like he is. Yeah. And, I mean, I I super um, super enjoy his points of view, and I was like, man, it's a good talking point though, because like, do you do do you feel? Because I definitely do not feel like it's been a a week no. showing of a year yet. But then again, I'm glass half full when it comes to that stuff, and I just enjoy being able to experience new stuff. <laughs> I mean, what what I find funny is that you know. Playing these games each week shows me how little time I have to really just sit down. Mm-hmm. But just one game that comes out like that that came out this week would last me for months. That yeah. if nothing else came out, I would be plenty happy and busy with with the game that I got. So even Honestly. even in those weeks where only one or two games come in, there's still something that is in everybody's Switch that they're playing. I mean, no one no one can play through everything right away. They can try out every game that's very doable, right? You spend half an hour to an hour of each game that comes out each week just to get a taste for it. And then you focus on the one that you like, but there's so much out there that I don't, it, it always goes back. I think, you know, we talked about this before, but to like the limited run games, uh, argument of, you know, having to wait for your games and people get upset when there's a delay, but at the same time, there's a good chance that the majority of people, that's not the only game that they're waiting to play. No, they know and... it's pre-order and they have time. And then it's the same thing with this. It's just, yeah, there's no Nintendo games that have come out, but there's plenty of other games that are going to keep you busy if you're waiting for a Nintendo game. And I'm never going to complain about waiting simply for the fact that, I mean, even if they quit releasing games on the Switch right now, I would have yep. more games than the rest of my life to play. And yep. and it's like, I don't just collect for the Switch. Like I have every system, and I'm a huge NES homebrew collector. I get brand new mm-hmm. homebrew games in all the time. I just got another new NES homebrew game in. Like I'm getting mm-hmm. tons of stuff. And I'm supporting Sega Genesis homebrew, and there's a new Kickstarter announced. I was a platformer on the Genesis this week. Like 
My there's God. tons and yeah there's I, no shortage of games for any system at this point yeah um, and and it's like the the switch itself though is just it's crazy because literally just with breath of the wild and wanting to replay that like it's it's never ending and i mean i personally i'm gonna start live streaming some some more switch stuff um I actually was able to get the Wii U emulator to work on my computer, and I was live streaming a little bit of Breath of the Wild on the Wii U emulator, and that looked good, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. So imagine, because I have a you know an Elgato, um, mm-hmm. so I can absolutely hook up my Switch dock to that and play Switch through it. Nice. And I I want to I want to stream. You know, as I was as I was playing this week's game, which we'll talk about. I'm just like, you know what? It would be fun to play with people watching. Well, and, and I would and love to try that just gotta, once. We got to dig deep and not last, see, like, for real. So I almost think that that would be a good transition point. Yeah, let's, I think uh, so, too. Let's transition over to Outlast, the bundle bum, bum, bum. of Outlast. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so Outlast is um, an interesting one. So let's first, before we jump into the synopsis... How much mm-hmm. were we able to play this game? Because <laughs> that's the first thing, and I 100% agree that it would, it would be much more fun to play with a group. Um, mm-hmm. I um, I got to a certain point where it was this guy, Traeger, and it was in the male ward. It's a little bit further off into the game um, that like you go through a bunch of different spots. You go through like a hospital section you go through uh prison and then mm-hmm. you go like outside and some other spots um down in the sewers and then i was in the male ward okay so, you made a good good way through yeah it wasn't too bad um mm-hmm. but yeah i got some stories on that though because that's <laughs> yeah once we go into our review of it how far were you able to play so i made it so i looked online to kind of see where i was yeah. And I was on chapter two, so I was in the prison, and I, I'm fairly confident I was near the end of the prison chapter. Mm-hmm. So I, I, um, I went through the floors, I, or the the ward, and then I fell through the floor, and I'm trying to escape through the. I was trying to escape through like the shower area, and then I fell through a floor, and they said that I had to find a new way out. And Is that now when this you fell guy, onto the piles of bodies. Yes. Yeah. Yep, I got to that. And then and now I'm hiding under a bed with this that big guy just just looking for me or just roaming around and checking the rooms and Yeah. Oh, it's creepy. So, um, let's do a little bit of painting the picture of the game uh for the listeners. Sure. Um, so Outlast is a first-person survival horror game developed and published by Red Barrels. Um, we did reach out to Red Barrels to do an interview. Uh haven't heard back, right? Right, JP? Not yet. Not yet. Hopefully Not yet. soon. Um, the game re- revolves around a freelance investigative journalist who's trying to um, kind of uh, show like this company that they are um, the Murkoff, I think, is what it is. Company mm-hmm. that like trying to like reveal them to the public and all the crazy stuff that they're doing. Um, yes, you're going through an insane asylum, basically like a hospital. It's like an asylum. Um, it's in Colorado. Um, and there's also on this cartridge, uh, the bundle of terror has the DLC, the whistleblower, which centers around another guy, Waylon Park. 
um, mm-hmm. brought Miles there in the first place. So he's like another different type of character. Like he's um, instead of an investigative journalist, he's a software engineer mm-hmm. <laughs> who who worked on stuff. So um, within the game, um, the gameplay. And and that that's where we need to go in our review of it. So um, mm-hmm. the game, the initial game though for for Outlast was released in 2013 um, on Windows, like Steam and everything. Uh, 2014 on PS4, Xbox One, and then ported over to the Switch on 2018 with a limited run games release. Um, they had a a few different ways that they released it. I got the two pack with bundle of terror mm-hmm. and outlast two it came in like a slip case for both games That's yeah that was I a nice got. free slip case that they included yeah and then i know we i think we talked about it a little bit last week but you got like the big old like case, oh yeah right i got the murkoff briefcase edition that had the first two games and then the music cd two posters it had actually the documents and files like on paper like old style paper with like fake coffee stains and blood that you see in the games it came with that slip cover so you could put two games in if you wanted to as well mm-hmm. it also came with a 100 plus page comic book about the i think i think it was a prequel to the game and yeah, it was it was and it comes obviously like in a briefcase and it was just beautifully done. I actually did an unboxing for it recently, so it's on my YouTube channel if you want to see all the goodies inside. <laughs> Perfect. What? Said conveniently did the <laughs> box. Conveniently I did an unboxing for Perfect it. Perfect idea. Um no, it's, but it's it was awesome. really well done and it fits fits the game uh, perfectly. Yeah. All the items that were inside. So so with this game, I kind of um as I played I kind of paused things and like wrote down my thoughts as I played it. So this mm-hmm. will be an interesting one to read because I haven't really read what I've wrote, but it'll be disjointed <laughs> thoughts of a you know of a of a mind of a, a maniac type deal while you're getting terrorized by the game. Um, a little bit of background though, like I'm a huge scary movie fan. Like mm-hmm. I have a scary movie horror totem pole on my leg that is Jason Freddy Pinhead and Leatherface. That's like my oh. entire calf. Um, <laughs> like bigger than my video game tattoos. So I'm a big <laughs> fan of psychological horror. I like all of that stuff. I like slashers too. Um, so you know this game and then all the scary type games are are cool. Um, my thing is, um, I didn't really enjoy that you really were just trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Like, there were multiple times where, like, me, I'd be like, grab that damn pipe and smash him in the head. Yep. <laughs> like, why am I just running away? Like, you're, you're getting chased after guys with giant scissors or craziness, and you they drop them, and you don't go grab it and defend right. yourself. Like, I get it. They're probably super crazily strong and, and all that, but, like, in all reality, even, you like, couldn't even you couldn't even shove them off of you when they grabbed you. Yeah, like I get it later. I, I agree with that. There's some craziness that happens where you know, get your fingers chopped off and stuff, and like <laughs> see the bone of your finger hanging out. Like then, yeah, no, we're not gonna be grabbing on <laughs> much. But like, jeez. And I did play a little bit of Whistleblower that I'm gonna talk about too. Okay. Good. Yeah. And that they both have distinct feels to it as well. It's really interesting. Um, so my first quote um, I wrote, it was like a first-person maze game. 
Um, <laughs> it's kind of disjointed by the chapters that you do. So, like you you mentioned, like you were over in the prison. So you start off at, like the the main lobby and you're going around and getting to know the area. And then it goes into a next section. It's like chapter by chapter. And you don't really go back a chapter once you right. move forward. So it's kind of disjointed. It's not like a, a big world, even though you do go back to certain areas later. Um, there's mm-hmm. like a lot of long corridors or long pieces with a single way to move on, whether you got to get like a key or mm-hmm. find a secret way. And like not even a secret way, but like like say the, the big guy that's chasing you down uh, gets a hold of you and kills you. You just got to find a way that avoids him. And you're going to like die and learn. Yes. That though, I died and learned plenty. Yeah. You die. And that's, that's my next quote. You die a ton and learn the path. Then it becomes yeah. less of a challenge and more about just knowing where to go, which yeah. is kind of interesting. And like, that's where I think it goes with your, your initial reaction. Like, I think watching this, would be more fun to me than playing it because like yeah i think if someone someone... knew how to yeah if someone knew how to play it and you weren't watching the same thing over and over Mm -hmm. i think it would be highly enjoyable like even like as a like a a fmv movie almost yeah so like there's there's definitely speedrunners online um i don't think i would like watching a speedrun because i think i would like watching the story as well and like reading all the documents you find and everything but like this might be one to just hunt down there's tons of people that do let's plays um Mm -hmm. might be worth just hunting down and watching it in a palatable couple hours that it probably takes to get through it um Mm -hmm. uh the jump scares i wrote in the next one being pursued by the giant dude and he like he rips off a dude's head in the distance as you're like hiding from him <laughs> like, looking over and he like tears off a dude's head and throws it and it's do, just like do you remember the um the scene where you it's it yeah it's where i was so you're walking through the shower you get to the security room you press the button and then the big guy starts like banging on the glass yeah and and I just remember, I'm just watching him. I was like, hmm, he's not, like, I know he's going to break through, but I don't think he's going to. And I'm just watching and watching. All of a sudden, he just breaks through. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, now I got to escape. And the first oh, time I sure. died, <laughs> and I didn't realize that the vent, like, above you opens up. So you jump in. Yeah, yeah, it does. But, but things like that, it's just like, you know something's going to happen. And that, that part scares me the most. Like, even in the beginning, the, the wheelchair guy, you walk by him. He doesn't do anything. But you know on the way back, something's going to happen. They don't just put a guy in a wheelchair there for no reason. And it's funny. My my wife was watching me play it, and she was playing a little bit too. She just wasn't scared at all, and I was just screaming so much. <laughs> I can and imagine I she, you going, eek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is like I told her the game we were going to play, and she's like, no, don't even put it in. I don't want to play it. It's going to be scary. I don't want to play it. And then it starts, and she's – She's doing like the mystery science tier three thousand commentary as we're oh, playing. You you should so live stream that. That would have been awesome. Yeah, exactly. And she's just like, "Oh, that's not scary." And I'm just like under the covers, like, "Oh my god!" Like that guy just jumped at me. Now, like to me, like graphically, I felt like it. I don't know if like the versions on the PS4 and Xbox look a, a million times better, but like it did seem like la- like PS2 era almost. Maybe maybe PS3, but like the graphics were like seemed like they were low low res. Like mm-hmm. like it was cool, I, I, but I, you yeah. could tell they were fake people. Like everybody just had this <laughs> look of slime on them. <laughs> like it just yeah, the, kinda... the PS4 one I think is definitely sharper in graphics yeah. for that. 
And I think it's one of those games where, you know, on, on the PS4, it probably could probably is a lot scarier. Now, more like, realism. you have your camera in it, and when you put the night vision on, this I see it right. in the dark spots. That looks awesome. Yeah. But, like, the when you're, like, going through and seeing people sit there, like, doing a wheelchair, it, just, it looks unrealistic to me. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know. Um, I did write Don't down in me. a note, it said, each section that you go to starts out calm, and then eventually it yep. all breaks down into a chase and escape every time. I, it's like that's the I formula that. of every cha- every chapter <laughs> in Outlast. Like I like the calm part. Yeah, you're like looking around, hunting around. Then all of a sudden, yeah. a freaking guy comes out, and it's like weird because you're just like going around. All of a sudden, like got to run away from a guy now. And like what it scares a lot what? in the uh, in the sewers too. Yeah, what gets me the most is whenever I go into a room and I go near a locker or a bed and it's like, oh, you could hide. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to hide soon. And I hate that part because I know that means someone's going to be trying to find me. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned the like it starts off calm and then ends the way it did because in that first chapter when the power when the guy cuts the power and you have to go down to the electrical room. Mm-hmm. So the way that it worked, that's where I died the most. And I honestly thought that coming into this week's episode, that's where I was going to be stuck at because I just – I couldn't beat it. I would I would do the first two. I would turn them on, and then the door would open to the third one, and you'd walk down the long hallway, and there's multiple rooms, and I would be able to turn on the power, hide in the locker, and then the guy with the, the bat or the piece of wood, you know, start looking for you. And I just never could run all the way back to the center of the room where you where like the terminal where you press the power on completely. Mm-hmm. So I died. I would say probably like 20 times. I just, I could not escape the guy. I died and zero I times there, by the way. I must have just luckily, I think it might have been luck that I just didn't get killed by those guys and I probably went the right way. But, but what I did is after I died, you know, the 20th time, I was like, okay, the guy's not going to come until I press the button, press the power on, in the first room. So I started trying to just memorize the layout. I said, okay, if I come out through this door, I need to run here, turn left, you know, sneak out here. Yep. But what's funny is that I didn't realize initially that the access to the, to the last uh, power source was closed until you, you turn on the other ones. So I never could memorize it. So I, so what I did is I kind of just was watching him where he was going, and then I would go into that room and I start like taking my time to find the like the right way to go. And what happened is the way I I finally succeeded is I ran to the terminal as he's beating me up, and I pressed the button, but he killed me, and I was like, oh my god, I have to start all over. But I guess there was a save point ah. that happened. So so what happened is I died. It reloaded me right in front of the terminal with the ability to press the button. But he wasn't anywhere, anywhere at all. Like it, like he didn't respond. So I pressed it and I was able to get through. But that part, I just, it, I don't know. It was so funny. Like you're right. Like the graphics aren't the best. But that guy was so creepy. Like with the music and him chasing me. That even when he was attacking me, I wouldn't turn around to look at him. I would still just let him hit me in the back. And I'm trying to escape the other way. But yeah, I. That's the part where I was so bad at the game. Is just like having to to outrun. I just. I'm more of like the missed exploration, like, oh, here's a document. Maybe I have to do a little puzzle. But once it came down to the chase, I was like, it's going to be like sink or swim for me. So that's why I'm nervous about even finishing the next chapters because I feel like I'm going to die just so much. Yeah, um, this is crazy. And then, like, by far, though, my favorite section of the main game was is this guy Traeger. And so like mm-hmm. you're you're going through the sections and all of a sudden there's a guy who's like, come on on to this dumbwaiter thing. You go on the dumbwaiter and then 
Traeger's there, and he's like this surgeon dude. Oh, my God. And he has you captured, and you're strapped down. And he's going to, like, <laughs> he, you watch him, like, take these giant scissors and, like, chop into people and murder them as you're watching. And then he, like, disappears. Like, he walks off, and then you try to get away. And you're, it's like a whole escape thing. And oh, my God. Then he, he captures you, tortures you, and cuts off your fingers while you're watching. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, there's spoilers. Um, it's so brutal as you have to escape with all the 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 blood, but the guy talks eloquently. Uh-huh. So he's all he's all rotten looking, but he's like sitting there talking like like he's a Wall Street dude. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. And it's so cool though in the way that you like catch him and dispose of him too. It's so so mm-hmm. crazy. But that guy's freaking crazy. Yeah, I did like the writing because in the prison, when you're walking around and you realize like everyone there isn't trying to attack you, but there's these two guys behind a closed gate or closed, uh, yeah, like door, and they're just talking about like wanting to kill you, but promise they promised that they wouldn't, mm-hmm. but they're just like, but they they talk so calmly, and it was just like this funny banter back and forth. They're like, we should kill him, but we're not allowed to, but when we do, we should give him a head start. And we should kill him slowly. And they're like, oh, yes, most slowly. And I'm just like, I'm standing there filming them as they're doing this. And I'm like, this is quite humorous, even though my life is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like the dialogue. And, it, yeah, it was interesting, like, hearing them talk. Because some of them were perfectly sane, but they just were so disfigured. And then other ones, like, they're just watching a TV with blood on it. And there's, like, nothing on except static. And it's just <laughs> very, very creepy uh, ambiance. That is really crazy. Um, now, of course, the um, now going over because that was about as far as I got in the game was the the trainer mm-hmm. part. And that was that reminded me of like a classic slasher. That guy, that was mm-hmm. like horror style, which was awesome. Whereas the big giant fat guy just was like ripping off heads and stuff. Just reminded me of like a a massive like zombie type mm-hmm. thing, like just pursuing. Um, so the DLC though, uh, the whistleblower reminded me of more like a haunted house even though you're in the same place it was more like a haunted house with like tons and tons of gore um now here's where stuff gets really crazy um mm-hmm. there's the the bad guy in this one's Gluskin or gluskin and mm-hmm. he is cutting up men to make them into women to fornicate oh. with them and plant his seed in them as he's telling you this while he's torturing you and about oh my to God. Like disembowel you. Like, <laughs> holy crap. I just, I was just like playing a little bit of it and I was like, oh my God. So like in that one, you fall and like break your leg and then eventually you can't run. You have to limp. And so then change that. it's a whole nother aspect oh to it. <laughs> and you got these guys chasing you, like the Gliskin guy and like. He's just this crazy, like, backwoods dude that just wants to... He like, trying to make every single... And, it, like, you get to a spot and, like, there's all these guys that he's disfigured and gotten rid of all their hair and gotten rid of all their man parts and they're all hanging from the ceiling as they didn't meet his criteria. <laughs> like, it was so <laughs> creepy. I was like, oh, my God. Like So, like, this game has, like, multiple horror movies that could each be its own movie and each, like, chapter oh, yeah. and DLC and, like, so crazy. And I would say that DLC is probably, like, another five or six chapters. Oh, wow. That's a, yeah, that's a good length for for it. 
Yeah, and it's super, super crazy. Like, um, <laughs> did we have any listeners post about Outlast? I don't think I had a. T- I don't yes, think we had. Yes, I did. I, I actually, have I, I have, I have four. Okay, let me see because I oh. posted about it today. Did I have anybody? I don't think so. Like, it's just there's a lot of people that hadn't played. Um, I had three. Um, just one, okay. one, one, my one buddy, a uh, laser disc man, like <laughs> his name's Matt though. He's from <laughs> Nintendo. It's just a big ongoing joke. Um, he wrote, he loves it. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Castro, which is, you know, retro Nick, um, on YouTube, he wrote terrifying. And then <laughs> Brian Lessick, he's, um, a dude I met out in too many games back in the day. He was, I think dressed as Lex Luger, Lex Luthor. He's a <laughs> super cool dude. He said, that series is an absolute masterpiece, legitimately terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, my thoughts, and we're going to talk about during a recommendation, but I'm a little bit different, a little bit different, but we'll go over that after we talk about your uh, feedback. Sure. So the first one was actually uh, from YouTube. Uh, it's Toxic Kitten 20 He said, uh, so he said he loved the unboxing video for The Outlast, but then he said, Thanks for finally making me play Outlast, smiley face. Because so, he knew he knows that he knows that's our theme. You know, you we want everyone yeah. to play the game that we're playing. So I said, I said, great, because you know maybe he never would have tried it if it wasn't for us. So yay. The next one is at these are from Twitter now at Chaz underscore Hodges. He said it honestly looks like it would scare me to my core. I'm a massive softy when it comes to horror games. I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, then at Chris B Grunt. He said, I got it on PS4 and Xbox One. It's great, but I need it on the Switch. And then at Riho Not Here, he said, I played with my girlfriend. She was so scared that she asked me to erase the game. I already finished it on the PC. I love the game. <laughs> so, and I mean, I yeah, definitely saw some. Definitely liked it. I think I saw some posts of some people trying to get it too this week. Probably, <laughs> you know, maybe coinciding with us playing it too. It's just people I hope so. to experience it. And that's the thing, those of you that are listening, if you got stories of playing it, like we'll talk about it at the beginning of, you know, episode four where we do the feedback yeah. from the last episode because we have a feedback section. So we had quite a few posts with Fox and Forest. Um, yeah. Lots. So. Like with comments and everything, so I mean, we can go super in depth with that too. Mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of specific toward the episode though, but more about just about Fox and Force. But if you comment right. about like what you liked about the episode or your experiences with Outlast, and go, hey, I didn't, you know, hear about this on the episode, we will definitely read. Right. For sure. Oh yeah, especially people who have finished the game have most likely experienced things that we haven't seen yet, and mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see what their thoughts were if they. Even if they played the entire Outlast story, what are their thoughts overall? Yeah, um, I mean, it seems like a lot of people love it and think it's terrifying. Um, so, um, yeah. for the recommendations, mine's a little mm-hmm. weird because I think that the story, the ambiance, um, mm-hmm. everything is is spot on. But as a game, like I'm not super interested in playing it. It's really hmm. weird, like because. Like, it's an. I mean, I didn't really jump at all. I thought it was cool because uh, mm-hmm. I like scary movie stuff. Like, it doesn't scare me, but um, I thought it was awesome. But that being said, like, there's really no satisfying aspect to me about just figuring out where to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's an es- it's an escape room almost. 
Like, mm-hmm. you got to escape out of the asylum. You got to figure out the puzzles and how to get out of there. But, like, I would stumble upon solutions, like, easily and not, not have any trouble. And then the next spot's like, oh, what do I do? Oh, mm-hmm. I just have to duck under this one spot that I didn't catch. Um, but it's it's more of a search and disappear game instead of, like, if you had a little bit of offensive like maybe if they did like a zombie you thing where everything was, or or Breath of the Wild where everything is usable and goes away. Right. Like so, say you got a pipe, but then the you can use it to kind of somewhat defend yourself, but then it like breaks mm-hmm. or something after using it. Right. You know, like something like that. I would have been more inclined because it just didn't see, feel realistic that you would be so helpless. Mm-hmm. Like. No, I completely understand that. Yeah, and there were definitely times I was playing where I was like, "Oh man, I really wish like this guy could just push him away from me." Yeah, or just as opposed to, to just like I'm. Yeah, I'm just like I'm just taking this, and I don't know why he's beating me in real life. I, I'm pretty sure I would I would run into the guy as best as I could if if I couldn't escape. Yeah, but no, I I I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so so for me, my recommendation would be. Um, I would rather watch the story unfold on YouTube. Like, that's just me. Um, I mean, that being said, maybe Outlast 2 corrected some of the things. Um, it seems mm-hmm. like this is their standard, though. Um, and mm-hmm. definitely for a lot of people. A lot of people enjoy it. And now, that being said, I think it might be cool if I played it with commentary um, and people watching on a live stream. I would absolutely play it again like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would just play it chilling, like as I was playing it. I think on you know Sunday morning, just hanging out, and like it wasn't even dark, and like so. Right. I think setting a little ambiance, having people watch, and you know maybe that would be cool. Especially mm-hmm. if they're like, "Hey, over there, you missed a hole!" Like, cause then you might catch right. stuff, and it would be it would be fun to be interactive with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that being said, it's an older game, so that also might be why there wasn't as much, you know, feedback. Like there were some, but like right. maybe we'll, like it wasn't super like on the nose. But that'll be a lot of our plays. Any a lot of games that we're playing will be less mm-hmm. less newer stuff because we want to play everything. <laughs> exactly, the whole gamut. So, what about your recommendation? What do you think? So I'm I'm different. So I don't like horror movies except for Saw. I love the Saw series for some reason, but like I've never seen and. This, this will be a shock to you. I've never seen all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, the Jason movies, the Michael Myers movies. I just, they're not my style. I get scared way too easily. Like the jump scares in this game got me every time. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a time where I'm just like, oh, that was cute. It was more like, oh my God, like it happened again. And, and you and, knew and it was coming, but it still scared you. That whistleblower DLC is definitely like Saw. <laughs> like that's exactly yeah. what it reminds me. I'm sure I'll... And, and I enjoy this. Like it's it's weird. I don't like horror stuff, but like I like these kind of these kind of stories. Like they're interesting to me. Like the the creepy asylum, the mutilation. I, don't know, I guess I have a good dark side to me with all my <laughs> happiness. But you know, I I I creepy. did you know what you stated? Like I wanted to set the ambiance, so I did dim the lights. I put up the sound a little bit, and then as I got scared, the lights came on a little bit more and more and more and more, and the the sound the the volume went down a little bit. But you know what? I I would recommend this. I think it was fun. I I liked what I played so far of it. You know, I I did like the calmer periods because it was it was more like okay, I can explore. I'm not always just running away. And I like the 
I like the environment. I thought the asylum was really cool. The prison area was really cool. Mm-hmm. The graphics, you're right. They weren't the sharpest on the Switch. But to me, they still scared me, even when I was close up to one of the guys. But overall, I my recommendation is I still want to play this. I still want to finish it because now I'm invested in the story. <laughs> I want to see how it goes. I definitely want to try out after you describing the whistleblower. I'm like, oh, I really want to see that because that's just so creepy and wrong that it just needs to be played. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I'll be able to in between all these playcasts and still finishing up other games, but I, I would recommend it. I definitely agree with you that I think it would it would be a very fun streaming game with other people um, just kind of watching you and your reactions and then their commentary. Exactly. But, so that's my recommendation is that um, those that enjoy these kind of games, you got to play it with an audience. Like It'd be way yeah. cooler that way. Um, and that's just for me, like like as a... As a gamer, some other people might just like to just be, you know, desolate on an island, just getting the shit scared <laughs> out of them. Maybe, I mean. Maybe. But, you know, you go to a horror movie, right? It, it gets more fun in the theater when there's an audience. And yeah. I think it's the same way with this. You know, even if everyone was on the couch and we're playing it together, we're all getting scared. We're all cracking jokes, you know, at, at those times. But this is one that I kind of wish, you know, they had a movie mode where you can just watch watch it. Not and like the professionally way done, like you know, the developers have it set where you, you see everything, you experience everything. Because I really want to see this whole story, and I'm probably not gonna be able to. Like I'll 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 try and get into like get into the game, you know, a little bit here and there. But I'm just one of those people where if you don't play it long enough, you're just gonna start forgetting what all the button controls are, what the story was, what you're really <laughs> supposed to do. So while it's still fresh, like over the weekend, I, I kind of want to see if I can get through at least the first Outlast. But I, I mean, I I like every, I mean, I guess I'm a bad reviewer. I like everything. I give everything a shot. But this one I do enjoy and I would still want to finish it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's still a pretty, pretty good recommendation of, yeah. of the game. I mean, not I mean, I would play it a certain way <laughs> instead of like. Right how we play it for the playcast, but I mean, I absolutely in the future may still do some streaming. If people want me to, I'll, I'll jump on it or, you know, you never know. Um, and we don't have that many of these type of games on the switch. We don't have that many survival horror games. Uh, So it's, it's nice to have this in the library. You know, we now have resident evil zero one and four. Um, and even like, I mean, I wouldn't even count doom, even though doom's not really like, uh, shock and all kind of thing but you just don't have too many of these really creepy exploration type of games and it's nice that it's on the switch now, i know now there's you, an outlast you mentioned doom and there's an interesting parallel to be said between doom and outlast where you do have to kind of find your way maze like through the world in each level of doom and it's but you have guns but you have guns and get to nuke <laughs> everything and when you come across the swarms of enemies you get to just destroy them and and run around at high speeds like that's where like i super enjoyed doom's amazing like i love the new the new version of of doom too um and Mm. so like it's and it's awesome on the switch so oh yeah (laughs) yeah so it's like that is the same type of maze like but completely different genre obviously and I will say, you know, when you first start the game, it tells you you can either hide or run. I really wish, like you said, I wish there was a fight, run or hide. Because there are definitely times where I would just, I would love to at least just 
fend them off a little bit and then escape as opposed to just, you know, closing the door long enough that if I hide under the bed, he's not smart enough to think that I'm just in the next room over. Yeah, or not hiding under the bed. All right. <laughs> like there's one bed but in the it, room. But, it, <laughs> but you know what? It does It does add that creepiness factor because you can't fight, so you really do have to escape when he's right in front of you. And you got to be quick. I mean, they have the option where you're running, and you have you can look back. Mm-hmm. I just never did because I just didn't want to see what was being chased after me. But, you know, it's it would have been nice to, to just pick up a weapon here or there or just a little bit more with that. But I understand why they did it. It definitely adds a more survival aspect to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it wouldn't have the same feeling if you could have either. Like, it would have been a different type of game. So, yeah. I mean, I completely get it. It's just that would yep. be my um my only gripe with this game. And it's just like, hmm. But it still is creepy. And it might just be that I'm so ingrained in scary movies that maybe if I was more like in tune to being shocked and odd maybe i would have been a little a little crazier you know maybe never know man yeah so but now i want to know what you're picking for next week <laughs> so interesting enough, I feel we, we should alternate i think that that would be fair if we alternate <laughs> so we didn't really talk about what we're going to uh to switch over to switch between us and and play um mm-hmm. <laughs> So the question is, is should we go old school, original Nintendo Switch, like first year, or should we go newer style? Mm. That's the question. So I got ideas well, for each. Well, it's your choice. Yeah. Um, so, because I mean, I just got a few, a few new games last week that I wanted to jump into, but mm-hmm. um, there are plenty on the the back burner that we need to to jump on as well um let's see i'm thinking live on the the playcast because <laughs> in all reality no i was already playing like Faroon, but like that's a long game yeah it's not really like you probably build it to master it but um i think we should let's see what so when is e3 june June well, June eleventh to the thirteenth, I think. Okay, right. So we're gonna want to save a shorter game for closer to E three. Now I'm not sure, so I'm gonna. Yeah. Let's see. June twenty nineteen. I'm see. We we do everything live. Yeah, June eleventh to the thirteenth. <laughs> okay, so we definitely want a shorter game then. Um, let's go over into the the Slitch Collector book, and Ooh. let's. Oh, we're going year one. Let's jump some year one because I think it would be good to put it through its paces and be able to have an excellent review on a longer game. What do you think about that? Because yeah. I mean, because one thing I have been playing, um, which I think is has been super fun, is mm-hmm. I've been playing um, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, but mm-hmm. I've been playing it on the Wii U emulator. Because the Wii U emulator allows me to not have weapon breakage. Hmm. So I can play Breath of the Wild, and it definitely is weird. It's so weird. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't work. Because, like, you literally, I, I have, like, the a giant Lionel Breaker that I was able to get, and it's like, I don't even, like, it has 105 damage and destroys everything. So, <laughs> 
we're gonna play troll and I, everybody. For the <laughs> <laughs> let's see, again, it has to be one that opens it up, you know, to, to be played. Um, I mean, I almost want to pick Retro City Rampage. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> so I think that's that one I have not played. Let's do Retro City Rampage. Um, okay, back from V Blank. From V Blank Entertainment, released October 9th, uh, 2017. Um, I own it physically. You definitely own it physically. Um, and they're just now announcing Shakedown Hawaii, the sequ- the 16-bit sequel. This one's the 8-bit yes. version. So I think this is a perfect one. It goes right in line with the Switch book that we're having come out. Um, so I'm going to be doing more of the old. So I think that's a perfect game. I, I know I've definitely put an hour or two into it before maybe more but i've definitely played it a little bit um but i definitely i want to play more and i had a pre-order and had the original rare vita version um Mm -hmm. and ps4 version and i i definitely got the switch version with all the different stuff so we'll we'll go over all that history of it next week too that's perfect. Okay, that sounds good. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Retro City Rampage. I always pick out the book. Um, so, talking um, conventions and projects, um, I already mentioned the, the couple book projects earlier in the episode with the SNES Pocket Edition, which is, you know, it's going to be like 20 bucks or 30 bucks on Amazon. It's going to be super cheap. Uh, the Walter mm-hmm. Day book. Um, I have plenty of the Super Nintendo Pocket Editions, like a thousand. So, <laughs> like, we got plenty. That'll <laughs> that'll be enough for a while, unless everybody goes crazy on me, which has happened because the Hidden Gaming Gems is almost gone. Um, <laughs> uh, but let's see, conventions though. I might be going out to Retro World Expo in Connecticut. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was definitely chatting with uh the guys who run it and i think they're trying to figure out a way to to get to get me like be be part of that as a guest and get a get a Mm -hmm. switch panel out there so if we get that going i might try to snug smuggle you out there and snuggle you (laughs) out there but (laughs) um i just got to start shaking her head now yeah (laughs) (laughs) i gotta i gotta figure out how to um like where I would fly into, I think it's New York, where I had to fly into to get to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's too. Well, far. retro. Wait, is that's the one? Oh, oh, we've been to that one. Retro. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. no, it's awesome. It's it's ran by the guys who who uh, did Retroware TV. Uh, they did the video game years. Um, oh wow! And they're super cool. I've been out there as a guest when I lived out in Maryland. I was out there a few years in a row and. Mm-hmm. It is super awesome. Like I did a panel. I did like two or three panels. I also there was a guy who had like sealed TurboGrafx sixteen and TurboGrafx CD games, and I got like oh. Lords of Thunder sealed there with the VHS. Like so that was awesome. Oh, wow. That was awesome convention. Great sellers out there. Um, I I think I just released or I had the demo of my the first version of my Super Nintendo book. Mm-hmm. And I went there the last time. So it's been a while. Um, but I think it would be cool to go out there again. I haven't been on the East Coast since I moved from the East Coast. So it would be a, a fun one to go to. Um, I know it's in September this year. So I don't have any conventions in September. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think I have anything after August. So 
we'll see that that is hopefully something and if those of you there out in that area like i'd love to hang out and we could talk switch it'd be awesome absolutely um yeah i mentioned about the computer craziness already and that was super interesting um but i definitely think streaming would be super fun with it um we kind of want to avoid um streaming the switch mania playcast just because then we'll spend a lot of time uh responding to people and it's less of a flowing podcast mm-hmm. We're trying to keep this you know nice and, and flowing and going and trying not to do more than you know an hour which we're actually right. sticking decently to the time we're only at an hour and a half this week <laughs> yeah we're doing better we're making progress making progress <laughs> So um, let's wrap this up because I know uh, JP, you got a sick, sick kiddo, and my, I don't think my yeah. daughter's doing too well either. And I always got oh, early like, wake-ups. <laughs> definitely something going around. Oh yeah, there's definitely something going around. Um, so as always, we'll talk about where to find us. Um, I'm always at HagensAlley.com. Uh, look me up at Hagen's Alley at any of the social media sites. Um, and this will be available on YouTube first, immediately, probably right after we record this, as well nice. as it's going to go up on Hagen's Alley, which links to our iTunes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Then JP. So now my turn, I guess, right? Maybe. Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So everyone can find me, JP Switchmania. I'm on Twitter the most, so look up JP Switchmania. Come chat with us and... Let's start talking about the Switch and collecting and all that good stuff. I'm also on YouTube. Same name. Uh, my YouTube's mainly unboxing videos. So if there's collector editions that you want to see but you don't want to open or maybe you weren't able to get it, drop me a line. Let me know and I'll be happy to open it for you and we'll do a video on it. Instagram and our, my website, jpswitchmania.com. And that's mainly for reviews, interviews. I'll also be putting up the information for the podcasts on there as well. So another source. And, of course, if you want to know all about the weekly releases and what's coming out, I put up a new post every Sunday. So if you sign up to the website, you'll get it sent right to your inbox. But it has links and information of all the retail and limited releases supporting English. So if you're a collector like me and you don't want to miss any of those, just sign up and, and you won't. And also, I will say for everyone listening right now, there is a contest going on that's going to be ending Tomorrow night, so I'll say 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitter, we're giving away a free Fox and Force digital code. Yeah. So if you wanted, so if you listen to our our previous episode, if you played the game, or not, not if you played the game, because that means you have it already. But if you want to play the game and you haven't gotten it yet, well, enter the contest and you may just win a code. Absolutely, and super cool. Uh, yeah, while you were talking about that, you could it almost sound like I cut in some horror movie like thumps and stuff. You did. That was literally my daughter like running around complaining about going to bed because <laughs> it's it's almost ten p.m. here. She's like, doof, doof, oh. doof, doof. <laughs> <They're>, ah, ah. <laughs> super classics. Um, thanks everybody for listening, and yeah, we'll thank you. Catch you next week. See you again. <laughs>